This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, a little bit of a shorter and sweeter pod for you here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Sweeter because the Bills won, a little shorter because Matt's going to board a plane to get back to Buffalo. Safe travels, by the way, on your flight back home. All right, so Thank let's, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's talk about the um, big picture in the AFC. You just said a moment ago they still got to do it in the playoffs, and that's right. But, man, Matt, are they sitting in a great, great spot. As of right now, we're doing this on Monday, and it's not going to change, obviously, this week, but there is one more AFC game left on Monday night, uh, Chargers and Broncos. But the Bills are free and clear in the number one seed spot in the AFC. Not only are they the only 5-1 and one team, and the next best is 4-2, and two, all three teams behind them, the other three division leaders, the Bills have already beaten head-to-head. Matt, it is there for them on a golden platter to be the number one seed, get the first round by, and host in the second round and ultimately maybe the AFC Championship. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's a big win from that point of view. I'm going to ask you a question. It's something I was talking about yesterday with some people. What is the toughest game left on the Bills' schedule? It might wind up being New England at the end of the day. Uh, Maybe Cincinnati, depending on where both teams are at the end of the year. New England's starting to run the ball, round into form a little bit, as I saw. They put it in the uh, Boston Globe in a couple of places. Um, but I think it might be them. I don't know. I don't think it's Green Bay on Sunday night. They're going to be favored in every game going forward. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be favored probably big in every game going forward. Yeah. I, we watched this team lose to Jacksonville last year. So things can happen. Weird things can happen. Also, they're finally pretty healthy again. If they stay healthy, you know. I think they're really going to just go on an impressive run down the road here. They find themselves in a great position. They're going to have the tiebreaker with Kansas City if they finish with the same record. But keep in mind, Kansas City's division, the AFC East also looks a lot better, a lot better than everybody thought going into the year. But I still think overall the AFC West is a more dangerous division. So they've still got really tough games in their division. Both teams do, quite frankly. But the Bills have put themselves in position to really be able to control their own destiny. And, man, do things change if you're talking about a number one overall seed. I mean, think about that. 
you go from having to win three games to get to the Super Bowl to only having to win two. And if you win the first one, you're hosting the AFC Championship in your own stadium, which is something I am convinced. We've talked about this on the podcast. I am convinced that the Bills beat the Chiefs last year. They would have won the AFC Championship in Buffalo against the Bengals and probably went on to win the Super Bowl. So I think just get yourselves in that position because all of those matchups in the playoffs are so tough. But when you get to do it at home in Orchard Park, I think that's a setting that really is intimidating to other people. I think it's a great home field advantage for the Bills, not just because of the fan base, but also because of the weather, depending on who they're going to play. I mean, we think in the last couple of years, they haven't lost a home game in the playoffs, right? No, they haven't. They beat the no. Patriots. They beat the Colts, Colts. They beat the Ravens. Ravens, so that's you know, right. Yep. Yeah, so they've got three wins at home. Like, And also, I, I don't think Josh has won a road playoff game yet. I'm not, like, criticizing Josh. I'm just saying. Hey, Patrick Mahomes hasn't even played a playoff game on the road yet. There you go. Well, that'll change this year when he comes here to to the AFC Championship. Well, and the other thing that happens is, if you're the number one seed and everybody else has to play, as you said, you get the bye, you also give a chance for other teams to lose who you might not match up with. For example, if you don't want to see Kansas City, maybe they lose. Like Tennessee lost before they got to play in the next round, right? I mean, they were the number one seed. Cincinnati went to their place, so those things also happen. Yeah, this is a this is a huge win for those purposes. And I'm going to show my age here. I remember growing up in the 90s and the Super Bowl years and all the home games, and you're spot on, Matt, when you say it's the mental aspect of it for another team coming here. Those teams were half beaten before they before they got to the stadium when they got off the plane and it was cold and snowing. Like, they didn't want to play in Buffalo. They wanted to get out of here, and things start to snowball on you, no pun intended, but then, they, then that's when you really take over. And I think that we kind of saw that a little bit even against a Northeast team against the Patriots last year in the cold weather. Like, once the Bills started rolling, they're like, okay, let's get out of here. It's super cold. I don't want to be in this environment anymore. So that obviously matters a lot. Matt, let's get to injuries. For the last couple of weeks, yep. the Bills have been dealing with a lot of different injuries. They got a lot of guys back. I think that maybe they held them out knowing that the Kansas City Chiefs were on the horizon. Maybe they held them out just for the long-term effect, whatever it was. They come back. You're talking about Isaiah McKenzie, Jordan Poyer, Jermaine Edmonds, Christian Benford. All these guys, Dawson Knox, all these guys were out. They make contributions. And I believe the only major kind of concerning injury from this game would be Spencer Brown who it looked really bad when he went down, but it was an ankle injury. He was in a walking boot, but walking after the game, which I think is encouraging. But I think that's the only injury now coming out of this going into the bye week. Yeah, I agree. I think that something definitely to monitor, but it's also a really nice time to have a bye week. So you try and get everybody else who's got these dings and obviously Spencer Brown healthy and ready to go for your I don't want to say second half because it's more than that, but it's for your second two-thirds or your the final two-thirds of the season. So Spencer Brown is something to monitor. And like you said, the guys who were banged up going into this game really did contribute Dawson Knox, Jordan Poyer. But we also need to talk about Jordan Phillips. He was great against the Chiefs. He caused so many problems in the middle and the interior line. And it's just like – man, what is it about this guy when he's on the Bills in this scheme that lets him have so much success? He's a difference maker. He really is. So I also want to make sure that we give a shout-out to Jordan Phillips because he was a guy we didn't know if he was going to play, and he played. And, oh, by the way, the next time we see this team in a game, Trey White might be on the field for them. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. That's something to monitor as well. Speaking of snaps, by the way, the Bills did throw a different wrinkle into this game, getting back into the details a little bit. Saran Neal playing 12 snaps. 
Um, they, they put Saran Neal on the field to be basically to cover Travis Kelsey, to be a bigger guy, get an extra defensive back. They went dime a lot. They went six defensive backs. Saran Neal getting some run. Yeah, he had a couple penalties, but I think they were very ticky-tack, by the way. It didn't really work, though. Well, no. Travis Kelsey had 108 yards. But I thought it was interesting that they yeah. went with that philosophy. I agree. I think it's – I heard – I don't want to – this is not something that I noticed, but I heard – Somewhere or read somewhere. Oh, you know what it was? It was Dan Orlovsky. I was watching ESPN on the flight this morning. He said the Bills played nine different defenses against the Chiefs <laughs> yesterday. And wow. he called it just an absolute master class from Leslie Frazier. He said it was one of the best defensive performances he's seen in the last several years in the NFL. So, I mean, they did hold Mahomes to 20 points. They had some big plays. They had two turnovers. I know if you're in Kansas City – you probably think the Chiefs left a lot of meat on the bone, just like the Bills do, especially in the first half of that game. But I also think some credit needs to go to the defense for making those plays and for getting off the field in the moments where they needed to get off. Because, you know, I I firmly believe this is another one of my big takeaways after this game. I really do believe that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are the two best quarterbacks in the league, and I don't even think there's anybody in their same stratosphere right now. So to hold one of those two guys to 20 points, and the Chiefs' defense played pretty well, too. They held the Bills to 24 points. But, yeah, overall, a really strong day from the defense, even though Kelsey did have it. And uh, let's uh, finish up here. Matt's got to get on his plane in a second by talking about the next opponent, which is two weeks from now, the Green Bay Packers. How about the Jets? The Jets going to Green Bay in the Lambeau. They beat the Packers 27-10. to 10. They hold the Packers to less than 300. In this, I don't know if you know this. In this game... Both teams had exactly 278 total yards. I don't know if you know that. But uh, the Jets did a great job of holding down a Packers offense that's been struggling, and I am a lot more confident now facing the Packers in Buffalo on Sunday night than I think I was when the schedule came out, obviously. But that's their next opponent. So maybe um, just what that looks like on a Sunday night. Matt, can you imagine Trey White running out of the tunnel as the start as announced as a starter on Sunday night football in front of that crowd? Yeah, this- That'll be like a, a wrestling pop as somebody <laughs> comes out of the you know entrance yes. ramp and onto the ring. How people how excited people will be! I think that the Packers have a lot of problems that they need to figure out. I'm not ready to write off the Packers yet. I, I always tend to think teams with great quarterbacks, even if the rest of the team starts to slip, will always have a puncher's chance just because they have that guy. But man. I think it's a combination of the Jets are a lot better than people thought going into the year. Sure. But also, the Packers aren't very good. I would guess we have to also see what happens with Green Bay because they have a they don't have a bye week this week. They play and then they're coming. To they're, at, they're at so the Commanders. To, okay, so they're okay. So they're probably going to win. Although a lot of people would have probably said that about the Jets. I would guess though the Bills are a touchdown favorite in that game, maybe more. And when we consider how hyped up the Packers were going into this season. That's pretty surprising. And it's funny, we spent so much time in the offseason talking about this first seven games of the schedule. The bye week comes in, but it was really the first, you know, weeks one through weeks eight. And the Bills have gotten through this first part five and one and have a really good, excuse me, chance against the Packers. Bills fans would have signed up for that in a heartbeat before the season. And it is just really ridiculous that the one game they lost was to Miami because that was not what anybody would have expected before the year started. I'm actually going to pull it up right now. I can tell you exactly what the uh, spread is on the Bills-Packers game. But real quick, how about the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots, and the AFC East, basically? Who knows what to expect behind the Bills these days? 
Also, if the Bills would have lost yesterday to the Chiefs, I believe the Jets would have been in first place. Wow, in the that's right. That's right. Because they would have both been the Bills and the Jets would have been four and two, but the Bills have a division loss, and I don't think the Jets have played a division game yet. Maybe they have, but I, I think I yeah they would have been in first place, which is bananas. I think the division's good. I think obviously Miami's going to get their quarterback back, and I know people in Buffalo are not sold on Tua, but I think Tua is a heck of a lot better than Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. I think the Patriots do a great job running the ball, and their defense looks yep. legit. It's pretty similar to what they were last year, quite honestly, and I know that the Bills blew them out in the playoff game, but I don't think that they're a team that can be written off, and I think we all thought the Jets were trending in the right direction. We just didn't know how close they are. To me, this feels like one of those teams that really might be something in a couple of years. And right now you're starting to see like what they can't. And it's not just, you know, like Quinn and Williams is a freak of nature. He looks yep. like one of the best players defensively in football. Sauce Gardner seems like he's having a great start to his career. They've got weapons on offense with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall and the list goes on. So I think the Jets, if Wilson's good, and we don't know yet, but, you know, the jury's still out, but if he's good, that could be a team that's really a pain in the butt for the Bills for years to come. No doubt about it. That's going to be an interesting game coming up in early November. The Bills, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 24-20. to They're off this week. It's a bye week. How are you going to spend the bye week, Matt? By having surgery on my foot. How fun oh, is that? I to... Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't burn it out of yeah, George no. Foreman Grill, did you? No, I did not do okay. that. But they told me, how about this? They're like, the recovery time is anywhere from seven days to like six weeks. And wow. I was like... Well, that's a really big range. It's like, how do how do how do I know when this when this like you know when I'll find out exactly how long I have to be off of it? And they're like, not until the surgery's done and you see how it heals. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow. So I tried to fit it in to a time when the Bills have three or four games at home, and the one road game is the Jets game. And I'm like, yeah, you can always just hop into a car and drive to New York City. And, you know, I'll just let somebody else drive. So, yeah, or that's how I'm spending my bye week. I hope you have much better plans. Well, I'll be working all week. Uh, I'll be doing my show. I'm actually filling in at a different time slot Thursday and Friday. I'll be um, filling in for the one to three time slot uh, for the One Bills Live where they, where they normally are. And I'll be watching some Sabres. We're uh, into the Sabres season, and I know um, we're excited about that. So it's going to be an interesting week. It's a fun week for Bills fans because they won, and they get to enjoy it for a couple of weeks before the Green Bay Packers come to town. By the way, to answer your question, I'm surprised. The Bills are only a four-point favorite right now to open against the Green Bay Packers. That does surprise me. I yeah. think that, I mean, once again, it's a team that had Super Bowl aspirations heading into the season. I think they're going to bounce back against the Commanders next week. They've got a great quarterback. And it's a primetime stage, and he seems like he's one of those players who thrives in that situation. I, right now, think the Bills would cover that with pretty, you know, with some comfort, but we got a lot of football left to be played. Weird stuff happens in the league yeah, every year. We see it. The Bills lost to Jacksonville. By the way, of course, that game is in two weeks. That's just the look-ahead uh, early line. All right, Matt, you're going to board your flight. Have a safe flight back to Buffalo. We'll talk with everybody uh, later in the week. Really appreciate you being able to uh, do this on your layover, and I, enjoy, I hope you enjoy that smoothie. Yeah, I haven't really been able to have any of it, but I do I do really want to just apologize to everybody. Normally, like we try and have really good, clean audio and not a ton of background noise or anything. There's just not a situation because of you on the flight last night. You didn't get back until you said 1 a.m. My flight was at 5. I had to wake up at 3. 
So I wasn't going to pull an all-nighter. I got like three hours of sleep. And really the only window we had to do this was right now to make sure we got it up for people on Monday when they want to hear about the Bills game. So sorry about the background no, noise. No, no, it's all good. It's all the good. best we could do. Hey, no, I think people, uh, people just want to hear about their Buffalo Bills, especially when it's like this. All right, I'm going to scoot and do my extra point show here as we're doing this in the morning. Matt, you have a safe flight. And once again, thank you so much to Kevin Carr, Assistant Program Director at WGR, for allowing us to have to put this together technologically for us to kind of come your way. And then Lucas Buckley, our director as well. Matt, have a safe flight. We'll talk to you later in the week. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a great week.